Welcome to BHS Live, your source for rapid-fire Wall Street knowledge and valuable guidance, hosted by Tobin Smith and Todd Schoenberger. On this week's show, the traders discuss the jobs report, OPEC's decision to increase oil production, the slowdown in new car sales, and the new darling of Wall Street, cloud-based stocks. We hope you enjoy this episode of BHS Live. Blowout numbers. That's what we saw today in the jobs report for May. 390,000 new jobs created. You're talking blockbuster numbers right now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to BHS Live. I'm Todd Schoenberger in power-hungry Washington, D.C., and I'm joined by my co-host, Tobin Smith, out in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. Toby, we had some great numbers. I figured we'd be uncorking some champagne right now. We should be celebrating. This is on the backs of, of the April reading, which gave us 450,000 new jobs. Things are great, right? But what's happening? The markets are going south. We have another Friday crash on our hands today, Toby, probably because we're going live, I'm guessing. But what are your thoughts? Why is this happening? Why is good news suddenly bad news? Well, first off, I want to know why you're screaming, Todd. You're making me crazy. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'm so, so excited. Uh, <laughs> I just take the Ritalin down about, you know, 50 basis points. Um, you know, there, you have to understand at this point in a bear market, a bear market that is, of course, created because the Fed wants a bear market so that they can re hopefully reduce inflation. Good news, good economic news. I know this is hard for you to understand. Good economic news is bad for stocks because that means the Fed has more work to do. Um, and, and, and remember, when we're in a bull market, good news is good news. And particularly when the Fed said, oh, by the way, we're never, you know, we're never going to stop raising uh, or lowering rates for the rest of everybody's lifetime. But when you look at it today, you got to, you know, put different glasses on. And, right. and that's what we're seeing. Basically, if you do the math and you model yeah. out where we are on the thing, um, our numbers say we get that three and a half to four percent uh, Fed fund rates, which means that auto loans are up two and a half percent, mortgage rates are up another two percent. That is all they can do. They only control two things in the economy. One is how much cash is in there, and number two is what the rates yeah. are. If they raise rates to a right. certain point, people right. stop, you know, buying houses at the margin. They stop buying cars at the margin. That's 30% right. of the GDP of the United States right there. So they're doing their job. And if you don't, if an investor doesn't understand that, then they yeah. shouldn't be owning stocks right now. But you know what? If you look at middle America right now, they're going to open up their newspapers tomorrow morning and they're going to see this great story about all these great jobs that are being created. You can even dig further into the details and look that we have close to two empty jobs for every person looking for work right now. I mean, it's incredible. What a great time to be an American. Even the president of the United States was speaking today about how great this jobs report is. But what's happening? All of a sudden, we have the markets dropping. We have the household balance sheet that's currently crumbling right now. Toby, what are you going to tell your investors when they open up that newspaper tomorrow and they start scratching their heads saying, what's going on? Well, they're, they're not going to scratch their heads, Todd, because they've been trained for the last 25 years to understand the business of cycle. Course. But All right. Number one. Number two, <laughs> I don't care whose fault the 8% inflation is, but 8% inflation, I, my favorite uh, statistic I saw, you know, it was out of the I think Wall Street Journal today, was that, that households with $250,000 incomes are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, and, and if you think about that, 
That's not middle, you know, middle income America. Middle income America is about $71,000 a year of income. So it's not just middle America, it's higher end. And, you know, again, um, uh, we had a 12-year run, baby. 17% a year returns in their 401k. If yeah. people think that they were going to earn 17% a year, I mean, that's in their QQQs and the high-end NASDAQ. They, they, we've, you know, we talk about pulling forward demand from pandemic. We pull forward stock market returns by about 20 years. Yeah. So we've got to pay yeah. the piper, pal. Sorry. Okay. Well, listen, let's switch topics. I just heard the bell. So one thing about <laughs> the jobs is that 390,000, I know I've been fielding questions all day from the media that they want to know where are the jobs and who are where where which sectors are the strongest ones out there? What we saw in the report this morning was leisure and hospitality brought on 84,000 new jobs just last month alone. Of course, we are going into summer, so that would make a lot of yeah. sense. But this is a sector that actually is down from a pre-pandemic level. They have actually are down 1.3 million jobs right now. So you're just they have maybe a lot of room to grow, but those aren't those high wage earning type of jobs. I think that's where the biggest concern is. So what do you say now, Toby, if you have an economy where you have people looking for work, but they can't get that higher wage job? I mean, are we going to start seeing more Americans having two, maybe three jobs just to make ends meet? Well, here's a newsflash for you, Todd. And the average household with uh, two working parents and two kids uh, at that, you know, 65 to $70,000, everybody's got a, a side hustle these days. That's just That's reality. Look, yeah. but, but let's look at, so, you know, um, you can't get oil, Derek Hands, uh, guys, to come out and work in the, in the, in the desert uh, of, of Texas because they're getting paid $22 an hour at Amazon, plus benefits, plus pension, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we have this dislocation. On the other side of it, um, you know, Elon Musk says, oh, by the way, we're going to get rid of 10% of our, of our staff right. jobs. Uh, so, so what the shocking number really was was how many tech jobs have been cut. Yes. Tech jobs are the ones that that's the $125,000 average, right. $130,000. They're down 75,000 jobs in the last yeah. 60 days. You know that's why? Right. Because a lot of these companies raised a ton of money and, and all of a sudden their venture capital backers are saying, boys, batten down the hatches, cut your staff 50 percent or you're going to be out of business. And, you know, I've seen this cycle uh, with this, you know, this color hair a few times. And this is exactly uh, what you expect as you're going into a recession. Right. But particularly when they're pulling away the free money, you know, and the uh, uh, the unicorn yeah. billion dollar companies are now being slashed to $200 million valuations. Yeah. That's that's what happens. That's, it's that's, the end of the cycle, brother. That's true. That's true. And the one sector we actually saw job losses in was in retail. They actually were negative 60000 yeah, for the sense. month, which does make sense. But that actually also shows you that people are not spending money like they were a few months ago. And the case in point, what we just saw out of Target and Walmart, out of their earnings and their dismal forecast, you can only assume that that's going to continue through the summer. But the number one question that everyone wants to know, though, Toby, is are we currently Currently in a recession. Well, no, we are not technically currently in a recession. Okay. But that, that, that at this point of the business cycle, that doesn't matter because, again, for the average household, be, they've had to cut their discretionary spending so much, and that's the Target Walmart issue, that they are literally spending, you know, with a $400 in the bank. Uh, all the, you know, everybody talks about how great the consumer, how wealthy the consumer is that they have $5,000, you know, on average in a checking account. Well, that's complete malarkey at right. the higher end. Yeah. 60% of our households, uh, however, do not. Um, so right. that's why you get 
Um, that's why you got Target and Walmart. But that's not going to get any better, Todd. That's the issue. People are sort of dreaming that all of a sudden inflation just peaked, you know, in yeah. June. I got news for you. It's going to peak probably next June. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, well, I hear the music right now. That means we're going to go to a break. But as I look, the Dow is down 300 points. We're going to take you right into the close, ladies and gentlemen. And coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about car sales. Are we all, now? We're, Toby says we're not in a recession, yeah. but the data is proving us different. Stay tuned. Buy, hold, sell live. Brought to you by Transformity Research. Hey, friends, investor friends, this is Tobin Smith. I just show this to you may remember me from my like 25 years on business TV, but it's not about me, brothers and sisters. It is about this. We are about five times the average stock average over the last two years. But more importantly, this year, we're up about 67% in our portfolios, while the S&P is down, you know, 12% and going deeper. And the Nasdaq's down 25% and going deeper. Let me ask you this, are you tired of losing money? Uh, because right now we forecast not only a big recession in 2023, but we think we can do this again. We think it could be up again another 5, 50 to 60% by being in the right place, the right stocks, and at the right time. That's what we're doing right now. So join us, transformityresearch.com. Get on our free newsletter, transformityresearch.com. Join us for free and stop losing money. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you like Buy, Hold, Sell Live, be sure to smash the like button. Lights, cameras, connectivity to every kind of screen. With six broadcast studios and experts ready to help plan the event. Big Wig Media's broadcast center at the Willard is the ideal headquarters to host your virtual meetings and video conferences. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. You know, I, uh, I was talking to my neighbor last week. He took his new car that he bought uh, like six months ago, or excuse me, a, a, a year ago, and he sold it for 20 grand more than he paid for it. And he said, Toby, <laughs> how can we be in recession, right? And then uh, all of a sudden we get the numbers on, on new car sales. And all I can say is, if you have gone to a new car uh, showroom and you can, in fine fact, one or two of the cars you're actually looking for, and then yeah. you have the stones to look in the window at the sticker price, it's not surprising to me, uh, Tato, that that you know we're, we're we've outpriced for new cars yeah. a significant amount of consumers, and then and, and yeah. if even they bought the car, they can't they can't afford to fill the gas tank. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the irony of it, isn't it? Yeah. Now, look, for, for the viewers right now, what, what we're speaking of is actually the car sales data that just came out. And we saw this for the month of May. We actually saw an annualized rate of about 12.8 million new cars will be purchased for the for the forthcoming year. So when you see those numbers, though, that's an 11% drop from April. That's very recessionary. And now you have Wall Street analysts that are very concerned about this. But Toby, you're absolutely right. I mean, you start looking at higher interest rates, lack of supply out there, the ability that's yeah. going to cost you $50,000 for a Ford Focus is outrageous. <laughs> People are not buying these cars no, right now. No, that is no, there's no 50,000 Ford Focus. Maybe in <laughs> Maybe in New York there is, Todd, but not out you know, in America. <laughs> no, there you go. But what did we do, though, going forward? I mean, what this says for car sales, going, now we had some great news that came out of Ford. They're looking to hire 6,000 more people to yep. ramp up their electric, uh, that, that F-150, the electric version, which is great. They got this revamped Mustang. That's awesome. But then on the flip side of that, you got Tesla. You brought it up in the last, in the last yeah. block. Tesla gave us some warning signs. So it's looking very cautious. Well, you know, there's there, there's a process and how an economy that's grown for 12 years starts to react to Fed rate hikes. And, and the easiest one is the marginal buyer of a new car. If the if the rate is right now about two and a half, three percent higher, that knocks out like, you know, eight to 10 percent of the buyers. They don't qualify for the loan and they don't have the cash to put down. I mean, these are these are, uh, you know, still about 45 percent of all these car new sales are actually leases for crying out loud. So, you know, nobody down leases. So, um, yeah, we're, that's the part of the process. Um, you know, automobiles, the sale, the servicing, et cetera, and the building is about six percent of our economy. So, yeah, a, a recession starts at the most interest sensitive areas of our economy. And that's Homes, building, home sales, car building, and car sales, 28.9% uh, for you nerds out there of our GDP. Um, and as they pull back, right. uh, ultimately, you know, the question is, yeah, it means the GDP is going down, but the prices are not coming down. Right. So the inflation rise stays set yeah. while the GDP is going down. And there's a word for that, my friend, it's called stagflation. Oh, my goodness. You're so right about that. But yeah. that doesn't bode well. Actually, that doesn't bode well, not just for the immediate future, but going long term well into 2023. I think the real question yeah. Wall Street analysts want to say is, you know, here you had a chip shortage. We had those issues. Then you have a part shortage. When is that going to improve? Because if you hear from people in Washington where I am right now, that's not going to be improving anytime soon. So that means you're going to see yeah. car sales continue to further evaporate and then going forward that's not going to be good for those manufacturers. You know, one thing that we don't really talk about is really yeah. the, the ability for these companies that or these uh, these manufacturing uh, locations if they start shutting down. We haven't had that happen in America for some time, but the fear is real right now. I think the uh, I, I think Ford is on the phone for you right now. They want to tell you that you're full of marketing. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, these union jobs, uh, they're still understaffed, too. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's the strangest thing. Among everything else of this week, people finally came to the conclusion is I have no freaking idea about how to manage the 12 different things that are affecting the economy simultaneously, yeah. about eight of which haven't happened in 40 or 50 or 70 years. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, you you, you yeah. take one data point and then you connect that dot. Well, the dot falls off. You take this right. one. Um, uh, but the one that we look at the most uh, in GDP 
it are the interest sensitive plays, the housing and the cars. That's that right. will tell you when that part of the economy is re re receding. And, and, and Todd, people get confused on what a recession is, uh, the idea that it's two quarters of a negative GDP. But it doesn't happen all over the economy in the same way. It right. starts at the houses and cars. Then right. it goes to the retail. Then it goes to, I mean, discretionary, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's the business cycle. It's been around for, you know, yeah. hundreds of years. It, the business cycle was stopped yeah. because the Fed decided that they were going to make money for right. free and everybody was going to get, Whoa. you know, uh, Rich. Right, right. And you know what, Toby? I tell you what, let's let's talk about one thing here quickly before we go to the break. Not this not to pivot off of that, but you did mention about technology. You are the tech guru. You're you're a, an aficionado of all tech stocks for buy, hold, sell. With, let's talk about these cloud stocks. We did have a big IPO this week. UiPath came out, really shot up, really took a lot of these cloud stocks higher. What is your take? I mean, I'm sure you have investors that are asking, is now the time to be looking at cloud stocks? Well, listen, we, we've been long cloud stocks up until February 2020, right? And then it crashed, and yeah. then we you know, reloaded. But the, the, the issue now is, in a bear market, one of the great things about a bear market, Todd, is you can then separate the wheat from the chaff, the real, real players and the sort of wannabe players. The issue now today, however, is I'm not going to recommend a stock, a cloud stock, that does not have real earnings, that I still have to wait five or six years down the road because as interest rates come down, those earnings become le worth less. Yeah. However, if you look at Mongo, my favorite, Mongo, like Sheriff Bart, remember that? There you uh, go. Mongo database, they are, they are the database behind literally millions of apps. Right. Those apps won't work without M M Mongo. That's the first payment they make on the month or at the yeah. end of the month. Because if they, if they don't have Mongo, then they're out of business. Same thing like Twilio. You know, when you uh, make a purchase at a store and then they send you a text to say, do you want that delivered or so on and so forth? That's Twilio. Same thing. They and Ring Central yeah. are two of these, the, the two major players. So we're starting to nibble at these, you know, baby thrown out with the bathwater. Right. Uh, deals and then Viva Systems, which is in the medical professional sales marketing area, it's yeah. northern uh, North America. You you don't get rid of that because Salesforce, as we saw this week, people could get rid of a lot of things, but they can't get rid of Salesforce because if they do, they start losing productivity. Yeah, and I got to tell you, and that, those are all big winners. I can see why you are uh, helping your clients with those picks. Another one that they might want to look at is this Wisdom Tree on Cloud Computing Fund. It actually had its best day once UiPath went public. That's one that all, all uh, investors might want to take a hard look at going forward. But, Toby, that's great for all the cloud stocks. That's wonderful. Coming up after the break, I got to tell you, the markets are continuing to erode right now. The Dow's down over 330 points. We have a few minutes before the close. We'll take you right up to it. Coming up after the break, though, Toby and I are going to tell you what to look out for for next week. We'll be right back. Buy, hold, sell, brought to you by Crosscheck Management. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media, or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read. Hi, everyone. I'm Veronica Dudo, and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell. If you have the Russians that are going into Ukraine, the Americans and the Germans and everyone else in Europe is going to say, hell no. If 
Russia doing things, you know, logically was their M.O., I'd agree with you. Yeah, Todd, why don't you get him on, on a phone call right now? Hello, you... <laughs> Financial News TV, just the way you like it. Fast-paced, unadulterated, in-your-face, rock and roll style. Join us next time on Buy, Hold, Sell Live. Oh, yeah, I'm going to remember all that. I can't even remember. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that does. I want you to, uh, oh, my God. Fast-paced, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> Take one. Fast pace, no holds barred, in your face, rock and roll style. Woohoo! Let's kick some ass. I want you to smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Track, cue, dissolve. Good morning, and welcome from Big Wig Studios. From the Big Wig Media Studio. Big Wig Media's broadcast center at the Willard is the ideal headquarters to host your virtual meetings and video conferences. Kudos to our team who's running around behind the cameras. What I liked about working with Big Wig Media was you guys are the experts. Our industry pros have you covered. Let's get started. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to BHS Live with Tobin Smith and myself, Todd Schoenberger. I'm looking at the markets right now. We're down about 3.30 on the Dow. Looks like we're definitely going into, into the weekend with another losing week, Toby. That's not looking good. But one of the things that keeps coming up is oil and higher gas prices. We had a big story out this week that OPEC has decided to increase its production by a whopping 648,000. I'm not exact, 648,000 barrels. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to move the needle. But Toby, tell me if I'm wrong about this. Is OPEC really relevant anymore? Well, <laughs> they're relevant in a way, but, but this is your, I think you're missing the point. It's, that, that amount of oil per day that they're bringing in is literally a, a drop in the ocean because on the other side of it, think of it like it's an oil tanker. Maybe they're pouring in 658,000 barrel a day, but Russia is losing 3 million a day. Right. Uh, that's not being exported. Uh, number one. Number two, Russian oil is a very heavy type of oil. It can only be um, refined certain places. So if even if you had new oil coming to those refineries, they can't freaking refine it because, yeah. you know, these these refineries that's are set true. up, you know, years in advance. So so oil prices will be going higher. And let's not forget. We have 14 hurricanes that are forecast this year. We've been in, this is the third year of these very high oh hurricane goodness. counts. As soon as one hurricane hits the sweet spot of the Gulf of 162, uh, you know, drilling rigs out there pulling out oil and natural, when that happens, you've got $150 oil, WTI, yep. U.S. base, and you probably have a $12 natural gas. Um, uh. and, 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 and that's going to happen because our reserves of oil are at the lowest rate they've been in 35 years. I mean, we sent this oil into the market like we're going to bring natural gas. I mean, gasoline prices down. <laughs> oh, my gosh, how come that didn't happen? Yeah. And and now, when we, we get hit with the, the hurricane, with <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when we get we hit with the hurricane and they stop the oil uh, coming yeah. in from the derricks, we're going to go, well, let's go to the reserve. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you drained it. I didn't drain it. You drained right, it. Right. I mean, 
Right. This is but, this but is the crazy. thing the thing about it though <laughs> is when you start looking at human consumption right now and the numbers vary. The EIA has come up with some numbers. They actually have United States consumption consumption at about just under 20 million barrels per day that we're using. It was a lot higher a few years ago. That might be a, a, a realistic number, but worldwide you're looking at pumping out just out of the ground 88 million barrels of oil a day. Yet humans are consuming 89 million barrels of oil a day. I mean, eventually those numbers will crisscross and you're going to see these these uh, numbers shoot up. And like you talk about the hurricanes, if we do get something like a Cat 4 or a Cat 5 into the Gulf region oh, yeah. here, that is not going to be good. You will have a hurricane premium, not to sound like Jamie Dimon, of course, with that hurricane reference. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But is now the time, Toby? What do, what do you think for investors right now? If you're looking at oil stocks, they have been shooting up Exxon mobile is just touching at a hundred dollars a share right now we haven't seen a level like that since what 2008 when what oil was no. uh what a buck 40 a barrel right right I mean, but, but todd think about this for a second first off um if low price to earnings ratio stocks are, are more desirable in an interest rate rising environment which we have uh, ExxonMobil sells for five times its earnings, forward earnings. Right. Chevron sells for four times its earnings. Um, you know, number one. Number two, the $180 billion of cash flow that has been generated in the last 12 months for the energy, both natural gas and oil, is more than the last 20 years. Think yeah. about it. And then number three, the point is because they were so under-invested, they're – 10 years behind in, in investing. So there's no way to go here. We could drill 100 wells tomorrow. They wouldn't right. start producing new en energy in a year and a half. So right. get used to it, pal. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, you know, I'm going to start calling you Maverick. How's that sound? I don't know if you saw the Top Gun movie, but we're going to call oh, you Maverick on this me? one. <laughs> I'm in. There you go. Well, listen, next week is another big week. We have a lot of key uh, key uh, reports that are going to, going to yeah. come out. But next week also starts the quiet period for the Fed because that leads into the June 15th meeting, which we all know is looking at a, like another 50 basis point rate hike. But next week, we get on Friday, we get the CPI data. We're going to be looking at some inflation numbers. What do you think, Toby? You think the Fed, are they doing enough right now at these 50 basis point uh, clips, or do you think they should do more? Yeah. Now, they're doing the amount that is politically correct. Uh, but if you, you know, again, if you do the math, and I was got a C plus in math my entire life, but even <laughs> I can do this math, <laughs> that you can't have at the same time an energy shock, uh, a food price shock, a rent price shock, a housing price shock, all of which is about 50% of inflation, and then have a wage spiral. Because now, when it, the prices go up, I ask for more money. Look at when you shifted jobs in the last month, you got an 18% raise. Well, who's paying for that 18% right. raise? Well, the people who are buying those products and services. So we're in a wage spiral, energy spiral, price spiral, and you know, half a percent, 50 basis points. Like that's going to do anything? At the margin, <laughs> it'll, it'll take down some car sales, it'll take down some house sales, but the Fed has to smother the American economy to get anywhere near 3%, 2.5% inflation over the next six months, okay. and they don't have the stones to do it. 
No stones. That's right. You got to have the stones to be able to do that. There, no doubt about it there, Toby. All right. So you have that going on. We had um, so far 90% of S&P 500 companies have reported their quarterly earnings. And we're nearly finished with the earnings period. And of that, we actually have 77% that have actually beaten their earnings, the yeah. Wall Street estimates. Numbers are looking good. The only difference is, is that the forward guidance for most of these companies that did beat it's really negative right now. It's not looking good. You yeah. know, coming up at 4 o'clock on our 4 o'clock show, we actually have a stock that not only beat their earnings, they beat it on the revenue side as well, but they're actually, their forward guidance is exceptionally bullish. I hope all the viewers do tune in for that 4 o'clock. But And don't give away that stock because we want to save it for 4 o'clock. But Toby, <laughs> are you, yeah, but are you, what are you telling investors? Because now, are, the, are you thinking of maybe now I might want to nibble a little bit, thinking I'm going to take advantage of the pessimism? Well, that's out there? All right. Well, think, yeah, but Todd, think about this. So our, we, we run a master portfolio. We call it Ultra Income Plus Growth. Love that. That's up today 92% for the year. Wow. And what do we own? We're, you know, I, I trademarked the word de-Russify portfolio. Love and it. And our de-Russify portfolio is tanker delivery rates are up 200%. Yeah. Natural gas LNG is up 180%. Um you know, pipelines, energy companies, energy trusts. Uh, yep. People say, are you overweight energy? Well, it's sort of hard to be overweight energy. If, if there was peace tomorrow, then maybe we'd be have a different feel. But until then, right. it's it's oil, baby. Oil, Natural baby. Gas, tankers. Oil. All right. Yeah. Oil is just like oxygen. That's right. All right, listen. You got it. Coming up at 4 o'clock, we hope all of you come back and watch us at 4 o'clock. We have a special guest with us, Jordan Kimmel. He's coming back to the show. We got a lot of positive feedback from him. He's exceptional with his knowledge, and he has a lot to say, especially about this jobs report. So we do hope you tune in for that. And going in right now to 3.30 right now, the Dow is down 320 points. We are going in for another losing week. We'll see how things end up as we get to 4 o'clock, but we hope to see you then. Thanks for joining it's us. It's a fair market, Todd. <laughs> Thank you for listening to BHS Live. We hope you enjoyed yourself and return next week. Until then, please remember to subscribe to the CrossCheck Media channel on YouTube and follow us on all the social media sites. Take care. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.